Hey friends, welcome to the Axiom Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us and check out our episode. Um, this is a space where we post our, our Sunday sermons and occasionally we have discussions and conversations regarding life in this community and following Jesus. So thank you for listening and please engage us on our website, axiomchurchaz.com or on any of our social medias. We'd love to hear from you. Take care. Good morning. May the peace of Christ be with you. You know, I'm grateful for that practice, that reminder, because it's really easy throughout the week to slip into something other than peace. It can be easy to fall out of sorts with the way of the kingdom, the life that's from above, that's promised to us and given to us. Of course, we have to hold it. And holding it is a little bit of what we're going to be talking about today as we discuss this practice of examine, finding God in all things. And uh, so we're going to talk about that. I'm going to have some friends up here in a little bit to talk with me and with us about that. So it'll be a dialogue, but oh, hey, Happy New Year's, by the way. Yeah. Wow. It's like flies by. It really does. So I I know uh, there are probably some resolutions being formulated in the room. Anybody do that anymore? Do we all give up on resolutions around 2020? Maybe, maybe we're still, I don't know. Um, but resolutions tend to show up. Some, uh, some anxiety for some people tends to show up around this uh, time of the year. Uh, we start to think about uh, what we didn't do, you know, or what we haven't done yet. And we start to wish or, or even reminisce about, like, some, sometimes we'll reflect on what was good as well, which is, which is great. And we're going to talk that, about that as well. But the spirit of resolutions, I think, is good, um, but, I, but embedded in it is the potential of some real judgment and self-frustration and, and again, and, and anxiety, um, because we're, we're, you're creating to-do lists for yourself. Isn't it interesting that we start the year with making a to-do list? It's like, wow, didn't we just like finish our list, you know, and we're right at it again. We just can't help it. And the world is telling us there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more constantly. And the spirit of that is this, it's like we're, we're never fully satisfied or we're always kind of half empty. There could always be better, right? And we, we entertain that and we, we compare our lives with other people. But this new year, I wanted to encourage us to think about trying a new practice, because the practice of creating resolutions is good, but I wanted to think about the practice of examine, which is a spiritual practice. We read in the scriptures in 2 Corinthians, let's share this real quick, it says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test, question mark. There's some reflection here. So, but, but, but the idea behind this examine yourself and realizing that Christ is in you is that there are parts of your life that might be uh, not reflecting that reality. And examine begins to help us notice God in all things and, and to learn how to 
follow Christ in our growing edge, if you will, uh, in, in our shortcomings or the spaces in our life that maybe aren't quite there yet. And so instead of creating resolutions where you're the problem solver, we look and reflect back on where did we experience Jesus? Where is he leading us to? And how does he want to shape and form us moving forward? And that becomes a, a place, a tangible place for us to grab onto, to take hold of. And so, so we're going we're gonna to look at that together. I wanted to share with you, there's this great book called Sleeping with Bread that was given to me, I don't know, eight or nine years ago on a retreat, a little kind of coloring book, okay? Anybody here ever seen this book before? Okay, you got to get it. And we're going to give you guys a, a link to it uh, so you can order one. But let me just read... Uh, page one for you to kind of give a picture idea of what we're talking about. During the bombing raids of World War II, thousands of children were orphaned and left to starve. The fortunate ones were rescued and placed in refugee camps where they received food and good care. But many of these children who had lost so much could not sleep at night. They feared waking up to find themselves once again homeless and without food. Nothing seemed to give them reassurance. Finally, someone hit upon the idea of giving each child a piece of bread to hold at bedtime. Holding their bread, these children could finally sleep in peace. All through the night, bread reminded them that today I ate and tomorrow I will eat again. This, that's what examine is. That's at the heart of examine, holding on to the life we have. And being reminded of. So I want to talk about it, but I want to have Micah and Denise uh, come up, and, and we're gonna just we're just gonna dialogue about it. I thought it would be kind of fun to end this chill day with just some co good conversation about examine. So hey guys, welcome. Thank you for coming up. Yeah, grab a mic, and there's one there. Sit wherever you're most comfortable. You guys okay with this? This is going to be a three-part sermon in harmony at the same time. No? That's scary. All right. That was a little weird. Uh, so I'm curious to discuss this topic together, and maybe we could begin by just sharing a little bit of how the practice of examine speaks to us and what it means to you, and then we'll take some time to kind of unpack what examine actually is as well. So... Yeah, what do you guys think? When you think of examine in your own experience, what is it, what is it meant for you? I'm fairly new to the practice, um, and especially in relation to the tradition of it, which is you know, 1,500 years old or something like that. But um, it's enriched my um, life with Jesus um, just by um, regularly creating an opportunity to reflect and to ask um, good questions. Um, and really the biggest question being, where was God? Where was God in that? And so whether it's something I do daily, which I wish I did daily, but I don't always, um, but you know, whenever you can, to just take a moment, pause, and just go over whatever it is, um, your experiences, and to, to ask, to then examine those spaces with, with God together. Good, good. How about for you? Um, well, I'm sorry. I'm thinking 
what I love about Examine, um, I know you'll talk about it a little more, but um, I think St. Ignatius is the one who kind of got this practice rolling, and he viewed it as um, that God is guiding us as we notice him. And, and it's just pretty normal in the human experience to not notice things in the moment, and so to not notice God in the moment, that's, that's okay. But to be able to look backwards, rather it's um, over the last 24 hours or the last year, or maybe there was a difficult conversation, you just wanna look back on that conversation to ask, like as Micah was saying, where is God in this? And that the Spirit reveals Him. And I think for me, what I think of now that I've been practicing examine uh, for a while in the light of guidance of God guiding me little inch by inch, it makes me think of um, a seed in the ground and how when a seed sprouts, it's kind of crazy that there really is a part of it that senses where the sun is in the dark and knows to go up. And there's a part of it that senses where the water source is and knows to go down. But it doesn't happen like this. It's I'm sure the seed isn't really doing this, but you know, it's sort of like the seed's like, oh wait, where is it a little warmer? Over here. And then the next day, where is it a little warmer? Until it starts moving in a certain direction. And that is how I view examine, is just little tiny bit by bit noticing where is God and then nudging into that warmth a little bit. And then the next day, where did I notice him again? Yeah, that's wonderful. I know for myself, uh, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, but I am riddled with moments where I just lose touch with God. And they can be little miniature moments or they can be seasons. And the practice of examine has helped me actually cultivate another practice of just the presence of God. And um, by paying attention to where is God in this day? And it's a series of asking yourself questions and asking the spirit questions and then waiting and trusting and and uh, so, so let's talk a little bit about the practice itself. How does, how does it work for you? What kind of, uh, in, and in fact, I, there's more than one way to do the exam, and, and some people use different language even. So, but what are the sort of the basic elements uh, that you guys would want to highlight to help us kind of get a picture of how this works? Um, the way I learned the examine mm-hmm. was, at first I was looking at it like, oh, what are the good things? What are the bad things? You know, and you sort of list it out. And the word examine is a little daunting. So to me, it sounded like, okay, get out the, the microscope, you know. And that was just a, not a very sustainable practice for me I, because I was too wordy and it would take forever and it would be a little overwhelming. And um, But when I looked at it like, oh, it's really just like, where did I experience God, you know? as I'm looking over this period of time, and I was taught this isn't about taking the microscope out, but it's about this inviting the spirit to just run the day through you or you know whatever period of time, and to just let it be light and gentle and allow him to sort of bring into focus what he wants you to see, that's been really helpful for me. Mm. And so, like Gavin was saying, there's so many different ways to do examine. I had to play around until I found a way that just worked for me and my rhythm, that it was sustainable, it wasn't too much work. And so what I like to do is, rather it's at night or first thing in the morning, I have to keep it simple. I prefer to journal, but I won't let myself like write paragraphs. <laughs> I just 
the, the traditional word is consolation, which is like, when did you experience God? And desolation, which was like, when did you not experience God? Where it was like, where were you, God, in that moment? Mm -hmm. And so I just sort of, two or three things, or one thing, something will come up. And it doesn't have to look religious. You know, a lot of times they'll be like, gosh, I was on that walk, and I noticed that bird, and I just felt so much peace and I just felt so connected and God, you were in that. You know, it could be something that just doesn't seem like, how is that God? Mm -hmm. um, and I just kind of bullet a couple things and then, um, and, and just to also think something I had to learn about the practice of it was that it really isn't a good list and a bad list. <laughs> Because sometimes the worst part of my day might be where I experienced God. You know, maybe there was a big argument, but oh my word, I had peace, or I had clarity, or I didn't, I didn't lose it, or something, you know what I mean? I'm like, that was a gift from God in that moment. It might have been a part I didn't enjoy, but it could make it in that consolation category. And so then after I have that, I just look at each thing, and I'm like, what was the quality here of these things? And I made up this. This is mine. I do a next section called guidance, and I just like, what is my takeaway? And a lot of times it's like, man, every time I do yoga, I seem to experience God. You know, maybe do yoga tomorrow. Oh. Or, boy, I just love driving my kids around. I get all this time with my kids in the car. That's something that I can be really present and engaged in and experience God. So anyway. So is driving your kids around consolation or desolation for everybody here? <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. I, uh, I found... You know, to give a simple example, um, I'll ask, like, you know, when did I experience love today? And I'll really sit with that and think, how did I experience love? Whether it was from my children or my wife or from the world or from, directly from God. And I'll, I'll hold it, I hold that and give thanks for it. And then maybe I'll turn to then, how, where did I not experience love? Or where did I have an opportunity to love, but I chose something else? And what kept me from moving towards loving action, loving presence? What robbed me of that? And examining that space for me has given Jesus a lot of room to cultivate in me loving presence. And um, himself, really is in that so that that's like the simplest way for me but sometimes it's maybe gratitude um you know it might be another uh way of naming it um so yeah yeah i was just gonna say i i cheat and i use a resource there's an app that's mm -hmm. really helpful called reimagining examine so just know that that's Download that's out it. there and it's it's really great because it just it kind of guides you through these steps and asks these questions and gives you pause to reflect and um, doing it enough, then you start to just have the rhythms and the, the questions in mind. Um, like me and a few guys went and did this mountain hike a few weeks ago and asked me to lead an exam and reflection at the top. And I, I was like, I think I know the questions um, for this. And yeah, but it, it just doing it enough and creating that rhythm of asking where, where did I experience love this year? Yeah. Um, or did I not? And and then giving thanks to God in each of those um, those awarenesses. Yeah. And there is like a technical practice. Saint Ignatius, Ignatius of Loyola uh, developed, and others have expounded on 
Um, and we'll provide a link for that uh, in our, on our website as well as the link for the app you just gave in the book. But um, as I think Denise was alluding to earlier, like sim simple is okay and maybe even better uh, as you begin. So why, why examine in our world today? Like what, what do we get to reclaim in that? Like why does it matter? Like we're talking about it today, right? And I'm just curious if you guys have any thoughts on um, how, how this is helpful for the, the culture and world that we're in, the moment that we find ourselves in. I know a, I didn't give them any preparation for these questions, so. I, I tell you, I think it's very, um, uh, I don't know if I like the word relevant, but <laughs> timeless. It's very timeless yeah. practice, but it's really great right now because I think we live in a time in history that's very unique in terms of how much information is coming at us all the time, how much noise, uh, whether it's literal or metaphorical noise, we have a lot coming at us. We're taking in more, I think, in our senses and in our, our brains than I, I think humans have before. It's really incredible. And so the value of just taking a pause and, and having it not be a dramatic pause, it doesn't have to be an hour long, you know, to take five minutes at the end of the day or whenever it works for you to just... <laughs> turn off the noise with the help of the Spirit and say, where were you in the midst of all that noise? It makes me think of um, like the ocean and w where do you see the whale breaching the water? You know what I mean? Like, allowing, like where did God appear in all of this? And I feel like now because there's such a, um, a, bu a busyness and a, a lot of information and noise, it's really, really restorative and helpful to engage within the kingdom of God by just pausing and looking. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I completely agree. For me, it's, I mean, I don't think our culture is extremely reflective and um, uh, contemplative. And so to me, it feels very Jesus-centered to slow down and to reflect. And most of Jesus's communication was in the form of questions. And so um, I just see Jesus in this practice and experience Jesus profoundly through it. Yeah. And so I just think, I think as, as a whole, our community could do well to be more reflective. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's a, what, what would you guys say is the goal of examine? And I bring this up because it could be tempting, and I even kind of made this mistake earlier. It could be tempting to say examine's all about like, um, growth, right? It's all about me growing and being better or something like that, you know? Or, or it could be about guidance also, as we named, right? Uh, but what, what would you say is as you, how much does it matter what you're aiming at, you know, when it comes to examine? And what are you, are you guys desiring when you enter into examine? Well, I think for me, when it comes to any uh, spiritual practice, I, just as a general rule for myself, I try to make sure it's centered around relationship with God and um, that it doesn't become okay, like a New Year's resolution, like you're talking about, like, again, which aren't bad. But I need it to be about Him um, and, and sort of let Him be the the MC of my life and of the moment that he's the one like 
speaking into that. So that really matters to me. But I would say the aim, if there's a, a goal, you know, mm -hmm. which has all those things, but to me would be to be um, increasingly awake. Uh, if I think about like sin, you know, this move out of the Garden of Eden, you know, with, with the fall of man and sort of being asleep to God and to the kingdom of God, which is all around us and, and in us and, and is going to go on forever and ever. His kingdom is increasing. And the idea of the, there's a slow, lifelong process of just waking up, like stretching and yawning and having your eyes open. I think that would be yeah. maybe what it, which feels less like growth, even though it involves that to me. Mm -hmm. That's great, thank you. Yeah, similarly, I'd just say awareness um, for the sake of relationship, for the sake of having a better relationship with God. Um, it gives you a right-sizing perspective. Like, it makes me more aware of my own brokenness and aware of God's love in a greater way. Yeah, I love that. So thoughts coming to mind for me. You know, this practice also, like you might have just gone through something. Maybe it's like a fight with your spouse or something. And an examine could be a practice that you engaged in out of that as a way of inviting Christ into your interior and what's happening. And it might even help you think about how you reflected Jesus and how your spouse reflected Jesus, right? So I think there's, it's okay that this practice, although deeply spiritual and rich with awareness of God, is also a way of just God helping us navigate our all things, whatever our all things are. I was uh, reminded of, a, I had written this down and it was just reminded of it as you, were, you guys were sharing. This is a, uh, a little poem by Elizabeth Browning. She says, Earth's crammed with heaven. And every common bush is a fire with God. But only he who sees takes off his shoes. The rest sit round it and pluck blackberries. <laughs> and I, I just appreciate the sort of strong notion that there isn't a category or place where God isn't willing to meet us. Um, there certainly are spaces we'd prefer God not to meet us. Uh, but there isn't one space that God wouldn't love to be with you. And I don't know, like, where your place is right now. I, you know, but maybe your place is, is, feels lost. Or maybe your place feels like um, a heavy. Um, or maybe it just is like you're in this, you know, circular parade. And you're ready for something new. And... This is where examine could be a great new practice for you to begin to go, okay, God, like I'm feeling this, like I live over here, but I know that you've invited me to live over here. So let's examine, uh, you know, where we are. So an, uh, in the classical sense of examine, there are a number of steps, and one of them deals kind of with our shortcomings and maybe our, our sin. Uh, and, and forgiveness, and um, th that always feel, that can come with, riddled with landmines for us. Um, and so how do you guys approach that part of examine? Um, and yeah, I'll leave it there. How do you approach that part of examine? Uh, for me, I think, I mean, that part is very necessary. Um, 
to just, again, become aware of my own brokenness and my f- constant failures, and which are real. And But then to then, um, the beauty of examine is that you could, you're then met with God's love in those things, in those spaces. And um, so I think there's a big emphasis in the practice of examine that um, love rules over all love wins in, in all of these scenarios. Um, God's love is there and it's available and has been there the whole time. Mm. And, but it's, it's very necessary for me to enter those uncomfortable and um, yeah, hard, hard places to remember where I was broken in whatever situation. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, that, the love, that's the biggest thing I feel like is, and even St. Ignatius, this wasn't the only practice that he sort of, I guess, developed, but his other exercises were all centered around just basking in the love and mercy of God. And and so stepping into that space of, of looking in the mirror at the, um, the parts that aren't pretty, <laughs> that the, our sin, we're doing that just totally surrounded in the presence of love. But for myself personally, um, I think the baggage that I bring into it that uh, he really helped me to do in, the, in this part of the, the desolation practice, the sin part of it, was I tend to be a little over, like, bring out the microscope and, oh, no, and, and just really, you know, check through every little thing. And, and I, I really sensed from him, like he was kind of saying to me, just like the other part of examine, the consolation, let me bring it before you. Mm-hmm. Let me bring it before you. And so my, my practice in that is to be open and unafraid and to know that when he brings up the parts of me that might cause me to feel shame, there's something about his presence and his way of bringing it up that just melts that shame away. And I end up feeling so tremendously loved instead. And that, like you said, is one of the most important parts, I think, of the examined practice is when he's inviting us to say, hey, you know, I see something in you today, you know, your heart or that attitude or that thing that you did or, you know, whatever it is, um, can we talk about it? <laughs> and that's where a lot of the meat is, and that's sometimes something that could then be the consolation the next time I do an examine. Why, that desolation was such a wonderful conversation with you, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. I couldn't agree more. We need to ask God's Spirit to speak to us. That should be a part of what we each are doing uh, when we go to talk to him and not just start talking, but say, hey, shine your light on me. Search me, O oh God. You know? I do want to say something else about that. If yeah. that's right, something, this has been so helpful. I'm, I'm also a big fan of the 12 steps. And step four is about an examination, you know, looking for, for good and bad in your life. And when I learned about that step, I... The, the, the book I went through, the group I went through, had a description that like a blind person knows how to live in their house. They vacuum, they clean the kitchen, they do, you know what I mean? If you're a little kid and you're pretending that you're blind, you're tripping over things, but that's not reality, you know? But they might not see the dust bunnies here and there. They might not see that this picture is a little bit crooked. And this part of the examination is like, Jesus is your seeing friend. And you've invited him over Like, he hasn't come and barged down the door. You're inviting him in to say, hey, I was just wondering, could we walk around the house, and will you show me what you see? And there's just no shame in that, in being blind and missing things, you know? Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, thank you guys for sharing.
sharing and dialoguing on this with us. So I want to pray for us. We're going to do the practice of examining together in a little bit, but we're going to uh, continue in worship. And uh, you guys might have questions or um, even contributions on this topic. And I would just say we're all hanging around and would love to hear uh, from you guys as well on this. So let me pray for us and then we'll continue. Heavenly Fathers, we uh, conclude this year together. Might we take time to really invite you to help us think through what you're doing in our life, not just what we've done. Might we pause long enough to listen for your sweet voice and to see things through your eyes and to give thanks for each of those things and to uh, request forgiveness for the places where we have missed uh, what you have invited us to, God. But most importantly, Jesus, might we find our relationship with you to be uh, poured into, increased upon, uh, and, and blessed by your loving presence in all things. Amen. Amen.